Well, good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Join us if you can. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. Or you can phone in with your questions for our experts at 356-9397. Or even text your questions at 351-5357. We have our uh, our usual, cla- usual class of uh, experts standing by. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. We have Marianne back. Good morning, Tamara. Marianne Metz, good morning. Good morning, Don Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Steve Hi, Tamara. Hello. We, we could call it the Motley Crew. I like that. Okay. The Lunatic Fringe. Yeah, I missed you guys last week. I know. Aww. We did. It's okay. Well, I did. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so sweet. Well, it's kind of like we're family. I agree. We fight just like that, do we? That's right. Yeah, you were hitting me this morning. <laughs> I love these echinacea plants that you oh, brought to the table. Aren't these gorgeous? Yes, they the colors are. colors are so cool. Look at this. I love that, this. That Can everybody see that? Green. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's an echinacea or coneflower, and it's um, jewel. Yeah, no, green jewel. And boy, that's green. It, it, is, it has so a cool, creamy it? white with Beautiful, green overtones. Bright green. And a green cone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then the one with the, the a deep orange red, kind of a bloom. Julia, Julia, yeah, it's Julia a classic. Julia, it is classic actually. Okay, yeah, she's stunning. And not to mention, and this <coughs> one, this one I've never seen before. That is really unusual. What's the name? It's of It's called it? Cherry Fluff, and it's uh, Good about name. The, the softest, lightest pink you could possibly imagine yes. for a coneflower. Yeah. I like that it has that flat center instead of a lot of times they come up and thus coneflower. Uh-huh. But the, the cone, this yeah. one, uh, that soft pink, and then it's kind of a more of a flat. It's it's like petals. Yeah. So a lot of cool. times in the plant world, those those are stamen that are aborted and they they form a petal kind of thing. I don't know if that's the case on these. I'm not quite sure, but huh. it just looks like a it looks just like a fluff, doesn't it? A just a yeah, soft a fluff. pink fluff. Yes, like it does. a cherry fluff, and then the cone. I guess the center of it is just kind of recessed a little bit. It's kind of cool. I like it. Really Beautiful. different. Yes. So more fresh coneflowers yes. <coughs> that came in this week for the 30% off sale. Oh, John's saying it's a radio special this morning. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good. There we go. We'll take that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah. What a great, I mean, there is a lot of color out there in the echinacea if, if on, the, on our patio. Yes. Just, you know, getting out there and, and getting a, a bunch of them right now would be a great addition to the garden right now. Oh, my now. gosh, yeah. At 30% off. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful buds. True. And you now, got a sunflower over there, too, huh? We do. Aren't those fabulous? I'm excited. I'm so glad you know, we got Everybody those. loves sunflowers. It's that time oh of summer. Makes I, you happy. I love the height of that one, though. It's so much more manageable. Yeah, Especially yeah. This one's a little bit uh, shorter. Yeah. yeah, it's not like the big, the big ones you have out big outside in the garden. The ones that are fifteen feet tall, you mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> what would you say this one is? Two feet? It's supposed to be eight to ten inches. No, that that looks like about a foot. It's about right. Yeah, about a foot. They say That's it says right. I'm counting it's the called pot. Suntastic. 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 Eight it to is. ten inches. Huh. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and then what what do do they want? Full sun? I'm guessing. Yep. Full okay. sun is best. Yeah. It's not a part sunflower. It's a sunflower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lost the name. Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And are they drought tolerant? They love their water. Like uh, everything else, you're going to like a regular drink. Every now and then. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow, this, what is this? These are really neat. These look like uh, Rudbeckias. This is called an Echabechia. Echabechia. It's it's actually a hybrid between the Echinacea or coneflower and the Rudbeckia or Black-Eyed Susan. Oh, okay. So it's it's those two things crossed over, and what an interesting flower it produces. I think. I yeah. think it's lovely. It's, it's stunning. Cool. And we've, we've got several colors of it. This is kind of a rust with a little deeper toned eye in the center of it. It has the form, the flower form is like a, a, a Rudbeckia, or like, like the Black-Eyed Susan. And the other color is kind of a gold with a rust eye. Mm-hmm. And again, the same um, color f- or uh, flower form as the uh, Black-Eyed Susan. Now, aren't these, co- these are supposed to be not quite hardy here, so yeah. we we call them a tender perennial, yeah, or temp perennial, temp perennial, temp perennial. Well, and it's a nice uh, addition to if some of your annuals are looking a little sorry, just to pop that in. Man, this is great color right now. Yeah, yeah, this is these are really neat. These are nice plants. Yeah, and, very nice. And lots of even though there's a lot of color on it, there's a lot of small buds still coming on. Yeah, there so, really are. So oh, you yeah. should have color for with proper care, weeks if not months. Oh, yeah. Oh, why, y'all? For sure. It's, it's time. It's that time of the summer when we start transitioning into those kinds of colors. I don't want to call them fall colors, but almost. You know, the sunflower, the yellows, and the golds, and the rusts. Yes. Okay. Ish. I see that. Ish. And beautiful. Isn't that fun? Well, you know, yeah, all those colors just really pop out in the sun. You know what, I, when I was walking back to the back just now, I noticed what you put on the uh, end cap, the table on the end by the aisleway. It's that bright blue platycodon or balloon flower. Oh, yeah. That blue, Every I, I'm I'm not a blue person. I don't do blue well in the house. You know, I just don't live with it well. Okay. But you got to have some in your garden somewhere. <laughs> and, man, this is the way to get it. Nice. Um, balloon flowers. I, I didn't bring flowers. one in to show you. Um, Tamara, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was John's fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but the platycodons add a lot of flower or a lot of color in the in the garden right now. They're just beautiful. Nice. The solidagos, the the uh, Yeah, I love that. Goldenrod. Yeah. Everybody thinks that that's a big allergy thing, but not so much. No. Not any more than anything else. Uh-uh. Okay. There's a there's a garden in my neighborhood that she uses the platycodons along with yeah. annuals and it's so cool. Yeah. Because uh and, and in fact, they have quite a, you know, it's that bright shade situation where the trees are really oh, lived up. Yeah. But but you wouldn't think that the sun perennials would do well, but they do great. I always tell people, I think you can grow anything in, in a bright shade. Yeah. I, I think that's a, around here anyway, in our hot summers, that's a perfect situation. Right. Just protects them a little bit, takes the edge off, like shade cloth in, in, a, in a garden center. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah. So we have a a text in. Somebody was asking, what vegetables would be easiest to grow for a first-time gardener in Champaign? Veggie gardens. Veggie gardens. Yeah. Because you were saying asparagus can be kind of uh, time-consuming or just needs a lot of attention at first until it gets started. It's just more effort to plant. Okay. Initially. so Pretty easy to eat, though. Yeah, I I think there's so many things that are easy. I mean, again, I think it'd be hard to just... If you like peppers and tomatoes, it'd be hard to beat that for a first-time gardener. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. You know, if you're, if you're sowing seed and you want something really quick, I think radishes are a great fun thing to start with. Oh, sure. Really? Or if, if when it cools off a little bit towards the end of the summer and you're still wanting to get that first experience, some of the cool weather crops like lettuces and things like that, 
the leafy things. They're pretty easy to grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're easy to grow. You just have to be a little bit careful with planting depth to make sure you do it properly. Okay. And that's why, I guess, to me, if it's a first-time gardener, if they could have a plant in their hands versus seed, it's a little bit easier to be a, a no-brainer, if you will. Um, and I think I personally would probably avoid, say, cucumbers and melons and things like that that might be more prone to get some of the fungus diseases yeah. that could wipe out the plants and be dis- either discouraging or might require somebody to consider alternatives to keep the foliage from getting infected, where I think the tomatoes and peppers, even though you can have some problems, I think for the most part are going to be a little bit more carefree, yeah, if you will. I think they'd be really successful. At, and I always like to suggest herbs, too, to people. You oh, know, yeah. parsley, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, you know. <laughs> yeah. that, that's my um, tomato sauce recipe. <laughs> I like that. I always have rosemary? To, no, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. I always have to sing that to myself to <laughs> get going. It's like, okay, get let's cook. Ooh, that's a four-letter word. Well, and since you bring up the, the herbs, um, that I... It reminds me of the uh, article that you wrote, the blog that you wrote on the Prairie Gardens website about mosquitoes and that there are some plants, some things you can do to try to uh, stir them away from you. And and one of the things was just planting a lot of... Uh, of uh, Smelly, I guess. Smelly odorous. <laughs> I don't know how to herbs. say it. Good to smelly things. Smelling. Yeah. Aromatic herbs. Smelling things just to, so that they can't smell humans as easily. Is that right, John? Well, you kind of have to sit. You have to plant a lot. And sit really still so you don't sweat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people believe in it and swear by it and, and continue to buy those plants year in and year out. And what we sell the most of would be the citronella scented geraniums. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And lemongrass. Yep. I would say it would be the two. Those are the two big guys. And, and yeah. those easy things to grow. Gosh, the citronella, the geranium, scented geranium, the, um, we sell it like crazy. I think we still have some, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so what that would be a very gratifying, easy thing to grow also. And and maybe even scare off mosquitoes. That'd be How fun is that? Yeah. 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 It's it's the, the oils and the plants that they they don't like and, and thus uh you know that's the citronella candles that you see it has the the oil in it the, mm-hmm. that aroma that they don't like uh, another mosquito thing if you're ever out on your porch uh and or on your deck or patio and it's breezy you know if there's a little breeze going on or a fan yeah thus just they just kind of don't like that oh that I hadn't realized that. Just set a fan out, yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. And awesome. All right. Are you en- are you enjoying your garden right now? Yes, I am. Good. It's just nice and beautiful. And Good. My husband was out taking photos so nice. that I could show them to you and oh, that's get so ideas nice. later. That's so nice. Yeah. I'm really looking at that big hydrangea tree. They have a few of them out oh. front. Oh. Oh, those are beautiful. Aren't those gorgeous? Yes. Uh, uh, they're like more of a cone-shaped hydrangea. That's the paniculata. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are pinky winkies, aren't they? I believe so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that name. I know. Pinky winky? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But these these are good, solid trees. They're yeah. they're not little things. No. They're, uh, they're probably already a few years old or something, huh? They're more than a few. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're very big pots. How big do you think they would get when they're, well... The oh. trees 
are a grafted plant, so there's a standard, and that's a, that's always going to be the same height. So the the place where the the bush is grafted onto the stem, from that point, pinky winkies get about five feet, five to six feet. Oh, okay. So it can get five to six feet taller than that place. So if the graft, if the the trunk is like three feet tall, then you'll have something that's eight feet tall. And then the plant itself will be about five to six feet wide. Wow. So it'll be as tall as it is wide. Okay. And then, uh, obviously, it's blooming now and looking beautiful. Aren't those gorgeous? Yeah. How long is the bloom? Oh, you're going to have it for the rest of the season. <gasps> really? Because those, those start out, as you see, they're kind of that greeny white tone. And then uh, throughout the season, as the blossoms mature, then they're going to start to morph into more some pinkish tones. So here's the name, uh, Pinky Winky. It's like pinky, you know, oh. that. So, so it starts kind of a rosy pink at the base, and it, then it continues to be white. So it has that two-tone, you know, blending. It's just beautiful. They're gorgeous. Nice. They are indeed. Yeah, certainly. I can, they caught my eye when I first pulled up into the parking lot. Do you guys I'll have a favorite that. hydrangea? At th this week? This week? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's better. That's better. Uh, I like little quick fire. I like it because it's real sturdy. The stems are sturdy. Um, smaller plant. Smaller plant. I think three to five feet. Three to five ish. feet ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. It's yeah. All about you always the have to say always ish. Always about the ish. That's right. That's right. <laughs> In gardening, particularly. And it's more of a, a paniculato, but it's more of a um, open, kind of more lacy, lacy look to it, which is really. That is really cool. Really Very cool. Pretty. There's a couple of them, like little quick fire and quick fire. Those those guys are cousins. And Firelight, I believe it is, that have a more reddish stem, stem darker yeah. reddish yeah. stem. Ooh. And I really like that contrast. Yes. Yeah, that's really pretty Sounds with the white stunning. flowers on them, the paniculatas, yeah. Nice. How about you, Steve? Do you have a favorite? This week? Yeah. Uh, probably Bobo or Little uh, Lime. Little Lime, wow. Yeah, what I like those too. Are they like dwarf hydrangeas or something? They're smaller plants. They get about three to three to four feet tall, somewhere in that range and about the same width. So they're manageable in the landscape for a foundation plant or out in the perennial garden, either one. Uh, fairly tolerant to light, different light levels. They'll take extreme full sun. They'll take a half a day of sun or strong filtered sun and still flower reasonably well. Great. Um, nothing special fall color wise necessarily but it's just like some of the other hydrangeas we've talked about a very long and extended bloom time right okay. so i think that's the best part about it where you start to get the mm -hmm. the flower morphing and changing and while they don't have the pink tones that they mentioned when quick fire little quick fire pinky winky and some of the others you still have a lot of interest in terms of the green to white and then a great creamy white and then as they age then they'll become more green again if you will hence the name limelight it, it's really kind of a neat yes yeah. but i was curious bobo you mentioned what color is that also a white uh-huh yep. flower okay it's just it was actually one of the it's m probably more compact than any of them a smaller than it was supposed to be i i you know i've heard different feedback about it but it's probably in that three to four foot range but it is just adorable i mean it just like its name it's cute it, it yes. is cute. And you know what? I, I just changed my mind about what one I'm I'm really in love with. Okay, now now it's a now this week you're picking <laughs> on Saturday morning. This yeah, it, as opposed to yesterday when it could have been with quick fire. Um, Ruby slippers. Oh it yeah. It is an oak leaf hydrangea. Oh. 
And oak leaves typically like a little more shade, especially in our heat. Um, but this is one of the first compact ones, the one, one of the first kind of dwarfish ones, about four feet tall. Mm. I saw it for the first time actually out in a garden. Um, a couple of years ago when I was on the East Coast at a, a plant convention, we were touring different different facilities, and there was this just fabulous oak leaf hydrangea that was only as high as this table that we're sitting at, and the leaves were just just maroon burgundy they were just gorgeous and the flowers were actually just that ruby coloration now it's like the it's like the others the paniculatas and some of the others they they bloom white but then as they age they turn that kind of coloration but it was really a deep coloration it was just striking so yes i had to have one in my garden (laughs) and is it doing well it is doing quite well um so i uh, planted it i believe last year last summer and this spring it has, or late spring, it had um, five or six flowers on it. So it was a pretty new plant. I was surprised to have that many flowers on it. Great. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that yeah, one too. I do too. Yeah, I have that one also. Do you? Uh, yeah. Uh, and this is my, well, this is my third season because I planted a third and they're looking really good. They're awesome. starting to really take off. And, yeah, and next year mine should be really yeah. neat. So that's cool. Yeah. Now, oak leaf hydrangeas are typically 10 feet tall. Oh. So that doesn't fit into every garden. Yes. So this is a, a neat breakthrough. And and I like it because you get that beautiful color on the leaves in the fall. Yeah. The wait, You were talking about the burgundy tones. And then in the winter, uh, the bark is really interesting because it, yeah. it it opens up and exfoliates. So yeah. it's oh, you know neat. that's where you talk about winter interest. You yes, know, something to look at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In, uh, okay. Cool stuff. Very neat. Three five six nine three nine seven. So Tamara. Yes. We were on the road working uh, last week, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on some of the plants for next year. Anything that you guys want to share? That you came away with that you're kind of pumped about or anything guys that was days ago <laughs> it was well uh you know they always introduce some new new annuals and things like that yeah yeah uh we saw the flowering vinca which it's which we're all uh, a little familiar more compact with. Uh, but the leaves and the flowers are are miniature or small Oh, it's really cool. Oh, this is cute. She's really going cool. for yeah. my fairy garden. I well, was wondering, it, are they fairy garden size? Well, or are they no, a little too the, big the plant's that not scale. that size, but the okay. but the blooms and the leaves. Uh, can I say cute as crap? I mean, sure, you can say I mean, that. No. <laughs> it was. I mean, cute they just were funny. You know, yeah, they were. I there, love Vincas. There was a um, a, a Sunesia. The, a real yes. big leaf is is kind of a, it's just a foliage plant that is that silvery, blue green kind oh, of coloration, mm-hmm. and the the leaves were just giant. I really like that. Yeah. And there was an artemisia, artemisia. that was real, uh, just the opposite, just real thread leaf. You know, real fine and feathery and uh, kind of a long uh, leaf blade. But that was really cool too. And some ag- agastages that we saw. Yep. Oh gosh, nice compact, really tight flower. Uh, Escapes on them, really pretty. And then uh, the giant salvia. Oh Remember yeah, this Se- Several yeah. of those the, that were uh, just uh, unbelievable. The yeah, the because the oh, leaves. Oh, the salvia, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, the the large leaves and the and the blossom was was huge. How huge? Well, it was 
you know, <laughs> just like was big. They're it was normally like, tss, tss, well, probably uh, you know eight to ten inches long. Okay, because I was going to say, aren't they normally they can get like maybe six inches or so? But uh, just yeah, more uh, fuller. Kinda, yeah, they're right. kind of narrow, and and the the, the flowers on, on the petiole are are smaller. Yeah. But these were just like nice big, not huge flowers, but it just looked more well, dense. A little more open, though, still. Yeah. Robust. Robust. That's and a nice word. The foliage texture Very was great. Nice. And yeah. sometimes some stem yeah. coloration, too. Yeah. Nice. What yeah. colors did they come in? Purple. Purple and red. Purple. Kind of a, yeah, just a, another purple. Purple and purple. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blue-purples blue and, and raspberry-purples. Purple. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Giant purple salvia coming next year uh, to Prairie Gardens. Well, ho- hopefully, <laughs> sometimes when you see see newer plants like that, uh, uh, takes a little while to get in the industry. But yeah, the, they'll say, "Oh, look at this! Isn't this pretty?" And then they'll say, "In 2020, you know, you oh. know, two years from now, or maybe three years from now." I had that happen with the magnolia. Uh, oh, it's been a number of years ago, but they. This company brought this magnolia, the whole tree, for heaven's sakes, and it was a nice flower. And, no, this won't be ready for five years. Really? Wow. <laughs> Don't do that to it's, us. Well, it's interesting, though, that they would still bring it out. I know. And show it to everyone and show it off at, yeah. at the shows. What were they thinking? Yeah. And then what, could they start placing orders then? If you're lucky, and if they if they don't lose your order, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and it's different with something that's a woody tree or shrub that might take longer to get into production and have syllable sizable material compared to some of the herbaceous things. Okay. And obviously, trees could take longer than shrubs would be in a one or two or three gallon pot. You know, that's a hard concept for a lot of people to understand. But you know, when you go to a garden center, trees and shrubs are a lot more pricey than perennials and a lot more pricey than annuals. But it's a it's a lot of time added value. So it takes it can take between five and ten years to get a soluble plant. Wow. In in trees and shrubs. So, you know, there's a there's a lot to be looked at when you're it's an investment. It's a lot to take into consideration yeah. when you're looking at the price and yeah. trying to justify it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a very good point to make. 356-9397. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. So what would you say has been the most commonly asked question this week? What's wrong with this leaf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there you go. There's been some fungal issues and insect issues. Mm-hmm. What about you, John? Yep. Same, same, thing? same. Uh, like yesterday, we had uh, uh, still a little bit of trouble with Japanese beetles. I think we're on the yeah, end of I that. Think, I think, I think, hope, hope, hope. And okay, then we good. saw uh, we had some squash, 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 squash beetle eggs, mm-hmm. yep. and then some fungal issues on uh, the bottom leaves of tomatoes. You know, that's pretty yep. common. But that's blossom end rot. Yeah, blossom end rot. On the, so on the tomatoes the, themselves. The yeah. typical height of the summer problems. Okay. So maybe we're having a typical midsummer, <laughs> unlike the rest of the year. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't really complain about the weather no. that no. we've had this no. summer. Uh-uh. Overall, it's been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, but um, but the Japanese beetles—they don't necessarily destroy a plant; they just defoliate it and make it look not so pretty. Is that correct? They can certainly do that. Absolutely. Okay. 
Actually, the leaves look like lace, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. driving down the highway this last couple of weeks. I could see trees along the highway that you could just see the browning at the top and how far down the Japanese beetles had eaten. Wow. Yeah. It's it, They can be very devastating. And, you know, if that happens enough, it weakens the tree, the plant, whether it's a tree, a shrub, or anything else, and make it susceptible to other things. Yeah. So in that case, what do you recommend? Well, I recommend as far as for trees and shrubs, I like to use the the systemic product, but you have to you have to be smart and do it do it ahead of time. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. So, now it might be a little bit too late for that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then for if if you if it's anything that's edible, fruits or vegetables, then you probably don't want to use a st- systemic. No, you want to no you want to hand pick as many as you can uh, in the morning and uh, evening is when they're less active. Uh, take a bucket with some soapy water and uh, just tap the leaves and Shake they just them off boop, plop oh. in. They can't fly out of the soapy water. Okay. The soap covers their wings. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's the that's the easy way to do it. And then the other the other beetle that you mentioned i can't remember that you said squash bug squash bug yeah well and that's uh you want to catch it in its egg stage if you can um really seven is the best product really okay mechanical removal is one one part of doing it just like the uh, japanese beetles you can pick that leaf off you see the eggs they're usually on the bottom too, so you have to be really careful about looking. Okay. I don't know how you look at every leaf on a squash plant, but yeah, that's basically what it is. Scouting, you know, do. for any problems, but um, just pick the leaf off or or use seven. Yeah. Okay. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. Three five one five three five seven is our text number, and we have a text that just came in asking what time of year. Should I relocate a barberry bush? Any tips for the process in general? Well, I'd do it this fall if I could. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Just so it'd be one more thing I wouldn't have to try and mess with next spring, spring if it's too wet too or wet, if it's this yeah. or that. But that would give it still give it enough time for the roots to establish before it winter hit? You'll get some reestablishment, but you'll they're going to be very forgiving. And what doesn't reestablish this fall should reestablish next spring. Okay. Just fine. But it's going to be... A little bit painful because of the stickers, if you will. <laughs> so you're probably going to be wearing leather gloves or yeah. double glove and long sleeves kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Dig as large of a soil mass as you possibly can around the plant. And I can't say how big because we don't know how large the plant particularly is mm-hmm. for this customer. Um, but probably at least 6 to 12 inches larger on each side than what the branches stick out, if at all possible. Okay. And if the plant's just huge, if it's a variety that gets larger and this thing is four or five feet wide, uh, then you're not going to be probably digging a root ball that's five or six feet uh, wide. No. So, you know, <laughs> you're certainly going to have to cut the plant back in size, maybe about halfway in size. Yeah. And then uh, it'll be easier to plant. You'll have less stickers hitting you and and uh, dig it, transplant it, dig a hole larger, wider, deeper, add some compost to the soil, plant it, water it, it's frozen. Check it next spring if it's dry. It should be pretty easy. I always like to suggest that when you're doing that kind of uh, planting in the fall, that you mulch really well. Just helps moderate everything a little bit in the in the soil mass, the right. root mass. 
Okay. And yes. as far as when in the fall, I think anytime you really start to see the fall color, the plant's probably slowing down enough, you'll be pretty good. So that could be oh, as early okay. as middle September, it could be late September, it could be early October. And if it were to be dry going into it, I'd probably make sure once a week prior to, if I hadn't been watering in the summer, I'd probably give it at least an inch of, of rain, of water, once a week as you go into before you plant or before you before transplant. Before you actually transplant yeah. it. Yeah, just so it's less stressed. Okay. That's probably the better time to do most things. Spring is not a bad time either before it starts to break dormancy, but like Steve said, that's when it's, we typically have more moist springs. That's, then, you know, we start talking about don't get in the garden and tromp the, compact the soil and stuff. So it's just wiser to think about it later in the year rather than early in the year. Right. And there's probably only a couple handfuls of trees and shrubs that we would say, hey, that's a much better spring transplant oh, for sure. than it's fall. Small fall is usually a really good time to do most things. It's a okay. it's much better time. Nice to know. But yeah. Because, yeah, I hadn't even considered the whole, you know, the plant is in the process of it's gearing up to grow, yeah. you know, or it's, okay, it's finally slowing down and getting ready for winter. Uh, that's, yeah, I hadn't considered that, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I'm just looking at the back to these cone flowers for a second just the the difference in the foliage mm-hmm. is very interesting Isn't if you cool? look yeah. if you look at the green jewel over there and how narrow it is relative to the julia it's just amazing how much smaller the leaves are look at yeah. this, these are giant oh. leaves on on the julia so well, you're right and the green jewel is much smaller not only the color of the flower but the shape of the flower and the inflorescence on the inside in terms of whether it's spiny or prickly or softer and and petal-like on this, but then you get the, fo- the, the texture foliage is it's just amazing. Yeah. And echinaceas are perennials, right? Yes, yes. ma'am. And once established, a little bit more drought tolerant too. Oh. Like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, that's nice. To, it's something that I've learned over the course of this summer. You really want to take that in con- into consideration. <laughs> the five? You mean carrying the five-gallon buckets of water like John does? Yeah, or yeah. or the two milk jugs. Yeah. Oh, that, two milk jugs. Like that's that. what Good. I do. That's yeah. that's nice. You can balance it out. Yes. <laughs> probably doesn't you know, slop around as much either. Right. Probably that's not. probably right. <laughs> boy, they're slower to fill though. Aren't they? <laughs> that's right. uh, they can't be. Yeah. Uh, three five six nine three nine six. Let's go to the phone lines where Sherry in Champaign is calling in. Good morning, Sherry. Uh, good morning. Um, on transplanting, I put a, I think it's a Heliopsis. I'm not sure, but anyhow, a perennial in this summer. Uh, now, do you, as far as I put it too close to another plant, I want to move it. Does it have any bearing on that I just put it in this summer, that it's a new plant or, or not as far as transplanting it? Do I need to leave it there longer <laughs> so it's stronger or something? I think it's an advantage myself. It's it's a new plant. It probably is, unless it's in full flower, which it possibly could be. I, I think it, it would be. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, two, two options, either wait a while uh, to move it till like maybe September or cut the flowers off and move it now. So if you okay. want to sacrifice the flowers, you can. But no. a new plant, the the roots aren't as established, so you're you're digging less root mass. Okay. Yeah, you're you're okay. disturbing it less. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, thank you very much. Welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Three five six nine three nine plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. I, I like Heliopsis a lot. It's it's a, a sunflower relative. 
um, Helianthemum and Heliopsis. And those guys are, are good color in midsummer when everything, when it's so hot and just ridiculous. And But they're tall, so you have to have yeah. the right place for them. Okay. What, what are they? Heliopsis are usually over four feet? They can oh, yeah. be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe even yeah. up to six feet, yep. probably. So you have to have the the right place in your garden for that kind of a plant. Uh-huh. So they're cool, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and smaller flowers than a sunflower, but the same, looks the same. You know, it has the yellow petals in the, in the dark center, but they're pretty cool. Some yeah. of the native Coreopsis and the Heliopsis look, oh, look yeah. so similar to you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly they right. They come in really brilliant colors, too, like oranges and, and yellows, don't they? Yeah, and they're really, they're that really good strong summer more yellows going yellow. into late summer color then that's a pretty typical flower color but yeah. man and and they there's a lot of flower buds on them usually as they age nice so you get that continuation like these echinacea that has so many flower buds on it, or the echabecchias too oh gosh those are great um they just it just extends the flower flowering time because they don't all come out at once right so. okay great Three five six nine three nine seven. So, what have you guys been busy doing in your gardens this past week? Anyone? Well, I have actually been doing some things. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, so, recently we we put in a new deck and some fencing, and of course, that leads to where the deck is located. That the approach to it needed some work. Because it was on a, a incline going away from the house, so mm. that means building up and digging out so that there's a flat surface. So it was a lot of uh, more manual type labor as far as. So while you're at it, <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of carving out, carving soil f- to make a flat surface, and then filling it back in. Of course, it had the infamous pond rock. The filler around the <laughs> <laughs> around because like, so what yeah. do you want to hit a so, tree root or so, pond rock yeah so <laughs> so uh, I think the pond rock was easier than tree roots yes Ooh. yep wow but then that did lead to some planting of some plant material because it had to soften around the deck of course nice well, of course yeah what did you choose well we chose some hosta and some pachysandra nice yeah Very nice. some experience with pachysandra don't you I do. Yeah. Yep. And I use, uh, uh, because those are the little plugs, the two-inch pots, I use my bulb arc auger on the drill. Drill holes. That's such a clever thing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart. So what size bucket do you water your pachysander with? Actually, I do use a bucket. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm shocked, yes. <laughs> uh, do you use a thimble? Uh, shot glass. <laughs> what size bucket do you use? They're small plants. Uh, well, this oh. bucket has a spout on it, so it's about a three-gallon bucket. Uh. So, you know, you can aim it, which is nice. <laughs> Gotta love it. I've never heard yeah. of that plant, though, before. Pet, pennant. It's, a, it's one of the Pacasana. most attractive shade-tolerant ground covers. It's a it ground is cover. really cool. Oh, it's a ground yeah. cover. Okay. It's a ground cover. It's a tall ground cover. Yeah, it's about 10 to 12 inches tall. This isn't a fairy garden type ground right. cover. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but once established, you get this great carpet effect of, it's really pretty. Um, Semi-evergreen. Semi-evergreen. Different yep. texture. Nice. Yep. yep. And it blooms in the spring. And if it, if it's there's a mass, a big enough mass of it, um, the, the fragrance is really lovely. Well, now I really want to check some out. 
Well, I'm you sure should. John will have you, you out should. sometime in the next year. And you should. Okay, you just can check enjoy. that out. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah, that's true. You're going to have a, a big party once the deck is complete, right? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, good. That's what decks are for. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> having parties. And How about... Uh, two of my favorite hostas, Marion, they're just common ones, but uh, Whirlwind. Oh, yeah. I love because of its... Uh, it's this really cool uh, dark green, almost glossy look, and then it's got kind of a whitish, whitish, yellowish white. Streaky. <laughs> in the center. Beautiful. It's really great substance, a little yeah. more upright habit. It's just, it's a really interesting plant. It is. And, and then, then uh, the, the other, other one, Halcyon. Classic. Yep. It's kind of a blue oval-shaped leaf. But I found uh, because I've had I I planted those a couple of years ago that they really hold up well under the dry conditions of of under trees under big trees. Oh, it's some that that they don't tend to get as yellow and and want to die out this time of year and going into to late spring summer and uh, and fall. Yeah. Right, the dog days of yeah. summer, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I I love plants like that, that that can deal with it. The really really touchy ones, I've I've learned that I don't have the patience for necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the, you fit right in then. Go, gardeners yeah. are not blessed with a lot of patience. Okay, good. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad to know that. <laughs> well, yeah, because you don't want to spend your whole time watering and. You know, you want to sit around and enjoy a little bit sometimes. Yes. Yeah, but if you're sitting on your deck, you can just sit there and, and just kind of throw water over the side. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ice cubes. Yeah, ice cubes. There you go. I, to be honest, the impatience that I got earlier this mm -hmm. year, yeah. I'm I'm amazed that I haven't had to water them nearly as much as I thought I oh, would. Oh, that's awesome. Are they looking yes. pretty good right oh, now? Oh, they look fabulous. Yeah. Yes. The ones at home. Yeah. The ones that, that I planted at the News Gazette building. No, we've already so given much. up on those. Oh. No. We switched to Vincas there. And Did the, you? They are beautiful now. Awesome. <laughs> yes. They're much happier. That's great. Good. Isn't it nice to have that color around, though? Yes. It and just, just, just changes everything. I'm learning more coworkers because it's got the building has, what, five floors? I don't know everybody who works there, but everybody's <laughs> learning me. All right. <laughs> She's the one who did Tam that. Oh, Tamara and Karen. <laughs> Thank you for the flowers. That's awesome. Well, like, well, you're welcome. That's fabulous. That's it's what nice. gardening's about, being able to touch somebody just uh, sharing. That's that's really neat. That's true, yeah. yeah. Just, it and is. Boy, it does make a difference, having that punch of color yeah. when you're coming in from a, you know, just looking lot. Yeah. A bland buildings and so, you know, all of a sudden you have the beautiful punch of color from flowers. That's true anywhere in the world too. I, I you know, having been in the mail order business before working here, you, you talk to I've talked to people all over the world and plants talk to everybody, you know? You that it relates to everyone. There's there's something really That's really neat about point. it doesn't it transcends language and culture and Flowers are flowers, and it touches everybody, whether you know it or not. You know, maybe one of those people that goes into an office building every day, and you never see anything, but you pass by this this bed of flowers, mm -hmm. and it's you never notice really. Mm -hmm. It really changes everything for you for the whole day. Yes, it's nice. I agree. Yeah, but that's neat about that's how cool. you point out the crossing cultures and whatnot. That's a great, so great point. Everybody can appreciate a flower, or or you know not. You know, some people just don't like flowers. How can that be? But you know, everybody. Maybe it's just the smell. It, you you or say the fear of bees. Maybe. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, you talk. The, yeah, there's 
a lot of different languages out in the world, you know. But you hold, you know, you you know the name of a flower, and if you're if you're speaking the botanical Latin thing, what? I, w- I was just reaching out my hands. I feel like we should be holding hands now. As oh, we're kumbaya, about this. singing yeah. kumbaya. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, no, it's cool. It's it's it is about What's wrong sharing with you and guys? touching other people. <laughs> Look at him. He's looking at me so funny. <laughs> It's true. It's something I I learned a long time ago in this in this field, and I I just really enjoy that about uh, plants. Yes, they touch I everybody. Can see that. Well, yeah, and and if you're having a, a a bad day and stressful time, you know, all of a sudden, it just makes you feel better. Where do yes. you it, when you when you get home at the end of a day work day? Where do you go? I go sit your outside. Yeah, exactly. Yep. In your yeah, yeah. Me too. I don't nice care if it's quiet. Sometimes still I don't sit. Sometimes out. I'll walk. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It, mm-hmm. I peruse my garden. It just brings me down. Yep. Or and, enjoy and other how people's do, How gardens. do you handle that struggle between sitting down and relaxing and looking at all the things that you want to get done? <laughs> I get up and walk around and say, oh, I should do that. I should do that. I should do that. I keep a pad of paper next to the chair. Oh, nice. I like uh, that. Okay, well, eventually I should get to that. So then you have to remember where you put the pad of paper. <laughs> I keep it next to the chair, of course. So that, <laughs> so, <not issue. laughs> so that when I'm sitting in the chair, I feel like I'm doing something when I'm really not. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> there you go. See? It's the same issue, same thing. So, Steve, what have you been busy with in your garden? Because I know you have a variety of tomatoes and uh, just Yeah, we're starting, we're starting to, to harvest. Yay. But, uh, nice. And, and have been on and off for a couple of weeks. But So I wouldn't call it a big haul yet. I mean, there's tons of fruit, and, and we are getting some. Um, but pe- you're thinking, what, August? Pepper so far. Oh, no. Uh, it's it's it, it's, ha- it's happening now. Most people throughout. would probably be happy with what we're talking about. But yeah. as you notice, I haven't brought any in yet. Yeah. So we've we're, noticed. We're, we're not at that point. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I'd say between watering and weeding, that's the big part with that. And yeah. then uh, trying to uh, get a new garden area started that's ornamental. So I, I need to prepare the soil and I need to a lot of energy into it so i have a lot of compost that i need to wheelbarrow into the site and spade down in and and take the time to do that because it's it's these are going to be trees and shrubs and perennials that i don't want to have to replant yeah. again so it's, it's kind of a work. one-shot deal so yeah. i need to make sure i'm doing it right yeah. and it's just not it's just not happened the last couple of weeks and i'm hoping here in the next week or 10 days or two weeks it's going to happen Great. because i'm starting to accumulate a few plants that are going to go in there <laughs> oh, he's yeah. been shopping well that's <laughs> that's always the way and, you and buy so the problem this is you're, in there. You're, yeah. you're increasing your maintenance and your watering and stuff like that until you can get them in the ground yeah. so uh that's the dangerous part of it so yeah. that needs to happen well, and so try and even to, just backtracking and siding it in the first place is, is work and oh, puts sure. a lot of thought into it too. Yeah. It, it is. And you're, you know, following the sun patterns because it's, it's not just clear cut. Uh, it's, it's shaded by building as well as a uh, tree. And so exactly how much sun it gets. And this is the perfect time of year, whether it's, I say late May, June and, and July are the months where you really want to note the light levels. Right. Uh, August from a, wear and tear on the plant standpoint but basically if you're paying attention i think through july you're going to have it covered and you're going to set if you if you pay attention to what you're doing you're going to put the plant in the proper position to prosper and do well everything else being this equal soil preparation yeah. so then it's going to optimize the value or, or the qualities that you're chosen choosing for that so anyway, cool beans yeah that's what we're doing awesome awesome that's great well, i did notice you have 50 percent off many of your roses out there all of them. Yep. All of them. All of them. Oh. We've Even seen their people are hauling them out. Well, excellent. Oh, uh, yeah. Any 50%. other great deals? 
Uh, the Echinacea at 30% off, um, Hostas at 30% off, yes. large group, uh, yep. large group of Coreopsis at 40% off. Yep. Fruits, um, fruit trees and shrubs, 60. 60% 60. off. 60. Nice. Yep. All right. And, of course, you still have some uh, beautiful annuals and perennials that folks should come out and peruse yes. as well. A lot yes. of fresh color. All right. Well, thank you so much, you guys. It's been a really interesting show and I've learned a lot. This has been Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens with plant experts Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our producer is Blake Landa. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend.